If there's ever a time where we needed to pull together as believers of Christ and, and unite and try to strengthen and make the world a better place, it's now. Mm-hmm. And that, that sounds like he's yeah. preaching our message. <laughs> there's one body, one church, one spirit, one hope. The realities of the faith, the ra- realities that unify us are already there. Christ praying for unity. What should we be praying for? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one prayer request of Jesus. Think about it in the Bible that we actually have a say in whether or not it comes to fruition or not. I think in what God has done in you guys in uh, in this podcast and the, the multitude of folks that you're reaching, the diversity, whatever God intended when he's, when you started this, he's able to bring it to completion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll, here with your other podcast, Tiberius TJ Blackwell. Tiberius Wan. TJ Tiberius Wan Blackwell. Right. <laughs> this is going to be a great one, guys, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> hey, before we do anything else, we want to say a quick thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. We could not do this show without you guys. You guys rock. Um, today, we're going to be talking with Pastor Chris Brissy, who has been on the show before. Uh, ageism talk. I don't know what episode number that is, but uh, you guys can probably find it. <laughs> um. Great friend of mine. We go way back. Good camp buddies, just like me and TJ. Um, and mine. I also know Chris. Yeah, yeah. They they know each other too. But I'm really both their friend. They don't they don't talk to each other. They only talk right. to me. I'm of their course. only friend for both of them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But before we jump in to what I'm sure is going to be a load of fun today, uh, we're going to review just something. An audience member said, uh, who's actually been a guest before as well, Pastor Will Rose. For this this week on our social media for Monday and Monday, we asked everybody, what is your favorite outdoors chore? And um, he said, using his leaf blower because it makes him feel like a ghost buster. And that was too excellent an answer not to share. So For sure. I was about to say favorite chore. Using a leaf right. blower. Yeah, There's a favorite chore. Uh, hey, I feel like no chore is a favorite, but okay. uh, TJ's right. mom said I, watching other people do the work. So, oh yeah, okay. You know what? I, I kind of like that too. Apple yeah. doesn't fall far, I guess. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, so now we'll transition to today's silly question. Start the episode off. Um, if you were told, and we're we're all going to answer this, Chris. We'll answer it first. Give you time to think about it. If someone just approached you and told you that one appliance in your kitchen was a transformer, like from the movie, which appliance would you most suspect was the transformer? Mm -hmm. Um, I can answer first if you'd like, TJ. Uh, It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and say my washer uh, because it just is so active and makes so much noise. I'm just convinced it's getting up and walking around when I'm not in there. So that's probably what's going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd probably say the the oven. It's it's way yeah. too dangerous. I've seen the door fall <laughs> off one time, and then it never happened again. So I think it's covering itself up. Yeah, smart, uh, smart. But uh, how about you, Chris? Do you have a an appliance you think is most likely to become a transformer? Uh, you know... <sighs> I like the dishwasher idea, but I like to think <laughs> that my entire kitchen would be the transformer. You know what the I'm saying? The whole kitchen, yeah. Like yeah. all you the pipes and stuff, or all yeah. of the, the like, you know, robot veins, <laughs> and, you know, the fridge is the mouth, uh, you know, the, the 
<laughs> I don't know the the, right. the cabinets or the the ears. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, just, yeah. I think the whole kitchen is probably a transformer, yeah. or yeah. maybe it's a simulation, and we're the transformers. True, it'll be like Devastator from Transformers. I, like I just entered into the Matrix, but with Transformers, and I'm just so. I, I I feel like that'd make a great movie. Yeah, you know. Know. But uh, but anyway, on to the, the deep topics. Almost. Uh, so it's been it's been about ten months since you've been on our show, Chris. Uh, how have things been with you since then? Busy, very very busy. Uh, first of all, I enjoyed our last uh, podcast together, and um, it was a lot of fun and stuff. Great topic and everything. Um, but yeah, just mostly busy. You know, doing work, uh, working in the church, and um, you know, uh, just just doing my thing. I, I I work as a as a nerd. I am a professional nerd mm-hmm. um, as a computer technician. So it's uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's been very busy um, and stuff, but but it's been it's been good. Can't lie. Right. Been good. A little little tenuous there for a couple of those months. You know, the <laughs> yeah. virus that shall not be named. But uh, well, we we did uh, we did in fact get the virus. Oh, yeah. um, me and my wife. Yeah, we did get it. It really wasn't too bad on us. We uh, we probably had uh, the majority of our symptoms within the first three to four days, and then they started to taper off and to the point. I mean, you know, four or five days later, we were pretty much back to normal. But still, uh, I think the quarantine was kind of rough for us. But at the same time, it was like great to just kind of like be lazy for like two weeks. You know, right. <laughs> so we just watched a ton of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, Tiffany and I. Well, Tiffany got it for sure. Um, I'm told there's no way I didn't get it since she had it, and well, you know, I, I didn't stop sharing the same bed with my wife or anything, so I probably had it. I just literally had no symptoms, so it wasn't bad for us. But uh, I did have an aunt who passed from the virus, so it just it's weird how everybody has such different reactions. But yeah, we know, we had a we had science. a church member to pass. Uh, our entire church got ran through. Um, we, I, I would say about 50 to 60% of our church got the virus Man. and, uh, we had one to pass. So it was, it was pretty rough time during Christmas. I mean, it was Christmas time too. Yeah. So we missed all of our family things and, and all that too. But, uh, we had family like come up to the house and stay behind the door, you know? Yeah. So, um, it was, it was nice to have that, but yeah, we, uh, it was, it was really, it was really tough for some folks and stuff, but mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. so, you know, one thing that we have found to be extremely helpful for church unity is to hear our guests stories, you know, our testimonies, those things. We've already heard part of yours before. Uh, would you like to share more of your story, a little more details, kind of flesh it out? You know, it's funny. I feel like my story is longer than I've actually been alive. Does that make sense? I understand. Like, yeah, not I that I've like not that too. this is my second life, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like I've experienced so many things that it's just it's been like two lifetimes worth. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, be, I believe last time we kind of focused more on the youth related stuff, things that I done mm-hmm. as a kid. Uh, you know, uh, being called at 12 years old at church camp and, and going home and, 
and uh, working within our local youth ministry and, and working my way up to uh, becoming an associate youth pastor, then, you know, uh, becoming a youth pastor and, and doing that for a while and seeing God blessing that. And and then, um, you know, becoming a, a pastor at the age of 20 was a really big deal. Um, and uh, it was very, you know, it was a, an amazing learning experience. Uh, there were some, some very, very good times of where, um, you know, I felt like that, that, um, I was able to do great things. And I think there were a lot of times where I feel like I had learning experiences, which has led, um, to end up being very helpful now, but, but yeah, just, um, not, not trying to completely reiterate the story, but, um, yeah, God's brought me through a lot of different things and, and doing a lot of things. And, and, and when the last time we had talked, I was doing more like outreach ministry um, for my dad. And, and that turned out to be really great. We did things like um, uh, canned food drives and where we raised about a, it was, gosh, it was well over a thousand pounds of food. Um, and for our church, you know, we, we had about 30, 30 people, 35, 40 people. And uh, to raise that much was a blessing, but yeah, man. I mean, we just—it's kind of like we've done everything in the church that can be done. Um, but it's been an amazing experience. It's led to a lot of wisdom now. Um, you know, I look back when we were at our first church, and I was, you know, twenty years old. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes, and uh, that's okay. Uh, but uh, we made a lot of mistakes that that we gained wisdom from. God gave us wisdom, and and um, put us where we are now, and and certainly feel a whole lot more confident in the Lord and his plan. And, um, but yeah, it's been a long ride. I mean, I've, I've been in the church since I was like, man, um, eight, nine years old. And now I'm almost 27, uh, and doing ministry since I was 12. So, you know, that's 15 years of ministry really. And I'm only 27. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 15 years, it's kind of astonishing to see what God's done for me and stuff and where he's brought me from and uh, where he's taking me. And uh, we're just kind of enjoying the ride, you know, got a long ride ahead of us, but, uh, <laughs> but got a lot behind us too. So it's been, um, it's been amazing. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, so we mentioned before you were on uh ageism talk. That was episode 46. I looked it up for everybody. Um, and he mentioned his dad and work he did with him. And his dad actually talks more about that food bank in episode 58. And that's uh, oh, Pastor wow. Robbie Brissy. So, yeah. So, we've had you know, it's you know, it's really sad and probably very, very bad. Uh, I have not actually heard that episode. I'm going to have to go back and watch it or <laughs> hear okay. it. Listen it. I didn't listen yeah. to it either. Yeah. yeah well, I saw who was on there and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to listen to that. <laughs> I've heard this guy talk enough. <laughs> yeah, I've heard him before. Uh, I've heard oh, he all he has to say. That's, uh, um, yeah. that's amazing. But I'm glad to hear that. The, um, I do have a question for you. As a, you, you know, my dad's not a pastor, but I'm a preacher, so I'm still a PK. <laughs> so from one PK to another, I, I wonder, um, a lot of times when people ask for your testimony or your story, I, I kind of get this feeling of, well, you know, I'll say when I was really little, and then we just kind of move on. And I never get to talk about, like, I've had a few big moments that, you know, they weren't my salvation moment, but they were a big I turned my life around and got on my knees moments, you know? Um, yeah. Do you have any, just a big moment where you did still have sin that you had to turn from that uh, maybe you don't get to talk about as much? 
Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm not one of those people that are like, uh, you know, I've never made mistakes. You know, I I know the mistakes I've made. I admit to those mistakes and and um, and 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 seek after the Lord for those things. But, yeah, you know, honestly. This is this is when we wrapped up at our appointment in in Greer, not saying that I went off the rails and and just became a worldly person, but I felt like we had a lot of feelings of thing and this is very personal, but we had we had a lot of feelings of just failure and 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 it was tough. It was really really tough and um it it was really in those moments difficult to to uh i guess think about god in a in a um deep relationship sort of way like i just felt like we kind of fell away a little bit and um and and we just we we needed something to kind of jumpstart that relationship again to get us excited. So when I, I'm not necessarily talking about sin, but maybe where we lost our complete excitement for serving the Lord. Like um, it, it was, we were very close to just, you know, throwing in the towel and, and kind of um, going back to being church members, you know, I, I mean, it just, it would, and it would have been very easy for us to do so. Um, but the Lord just kind of showed up in our lives and, and we started getting very involved in my dad's church in Greenwood and, and the Lord just started blessing. And, and honestly, it, it really comes down to, uh, like, I know this sounds crazy, but God kind of like saved our, um, our will to do ministry through finances. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like. When we lost maybe our or we we weren't as faithful or what weren't as trusting in the Lord, all of a sudden he showed himself and revealed himself to us through through finances uh as crazy as that sounds uh that when we had moments of just like we didn't know what we were gonna do we could you know we had to find jobs and we we moved and all that kind of stuff and and God just kind of poured out love into our hearts and stuff and and it, and it started with the finances and then trickled down into just like revealing himself to us. And that very difficult moment turned into uh, God just pouring immense wisdom into the both of us. And we became stronger than probably ever in ministry for the Lord. Um, awesome. And and so as difficult as the situation was, it taught us that you can really be brought down to rock bottom, you know, and during that same time too, you guys may not know this, that I got extremely sick, like, like very, very, I had been sick for a while, but, but it wasn't so bad, but I got extremely sick. And, um, and, and that right there too was a big moment in which case we really kind of found our, our footing in, in, in our faith with God because God brought me out of that. And I survived, and um, the the odds of me not surviving were much higher than surviving. So um, it it ended up and was revealing to God that uh, revealing to us that God wasn't finished with us yet, and that and that right there was probably the closest I've ever ever been to God, and um, and so I I strive to uh, continue in that that deep 
relationship and faith and trust in him that, that I had during that time. Uh, because that was all I had. I mean, honestly, it, I was, yeah. I was very ill. So, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, God, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good Lord, enough, you know? man. Very, very relatable. I was, um, if I have my time down right, I, I think that all that stuff was kind of going down with you during, I was still dealing with my accident and stuff kind of at the same time, I think. So super oh, really? relatable, okay. super relatable. But yeah, um, I remember your accident. I about killed you for almost dying. True. <laughs> I was going to like come to your house and kill you for almost dying on <laughs> me like that. Like, Come on now, think yeah, about so, me. So many, okay. it's, it's so funny. How many people that I uh, I got upset with? Uh, we'll, we'll move on. But one of my favorites was uh, one of my closest friends at the time. I was supposed to be at a wedding with them, um, and I got a message that said, "Hey, where are you? Did you die?" <laughs> it was just Almost. hilarious. When they found out, they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I'm like, "No, that was by far the funniest thing that could have happened." Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so. Uh, this year, Chris, you started your own podcast. It's Homegrown Discipleship. Yes. Um, what, what can you tell us about it? Oh, man, I love it. Um, it's amazing uh, being able to to get out of my comfort zone and, and to try something different that reaches a, a whole nother audience and platform. And, um, you know, with with speaking in church and, and delivering messages in church, it's, you know, I, I have my people there. And and that's who I speak to. But to be able to uh, speak to people that I wouldn't normally get to speak to and to do these lessons on discipleship and, and growing in your your um, your discipleship and offering encouragement and things like that. It, it's not necessarily uh, directed to um, it's really directed to the to those that are saved um, that kind of need to get to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I think that, you know, there's a lot of Christians out there that they they want to serve the Lord and they want to do things uh, for him, but they don't really know how or where to start or things like that. So I try to center all of my um, discussions around, you know, what what do you do as a disciple and and offer encouragement to those that are that are battling because discipleship is not easy. And um, yeah. And so I get the chance to to kind of talk about those topics week to week. Uh, I'd like to expand upon it um, and uh, and and try to branch out a bit more. I have had uh, one guest so far, and I've got other guests scheduled to come on. Um, supposed to be on at some point, right? I thought we scheduled it. I you know, and if we didn't schedule it, it we'll schedule it after this is done because yeah. I want I want to get you on and you guys talk about what you do and. And try to learn a little bit. You guys have been in it for a long time. And um, I would say you guys are kind of the marquee in our organization uh, for podcasts. Uh, Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, you. But but one thing that's been great, too, is that although I'm not extremely comfortable in front of a camera, um, I I feel pretty confident with the softwares and things like that. So I've had the opportunity to learn about all this stuff and, and get more familiar with it, which is you know, if you're familiar with it, you get a bit more comfortable. And, um, and so, you know, and one thing too, that's, this is the weirdest thing. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, but my audio, when I speak into the mic comes back into my ears, 
right? Right. Direct bondage. <laughs> so I hear myself talk, and that was such a weird thing to get over. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Getting used to that. Yeah. Um. But it's yeah, it was. It was. It's. It's been great, man, and and I enjoy it uh, beyond anything. And I and I thank God for the the vision of it. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a quick break to tell you a few ways that you can support us, the whole church podcast, your favorite church unity podcast. Yeah, so you can donate to our cash app using the tag that's in the show notes. You can follow us on patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever great podcasts are found. You can rate this show on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. You can sign up for our newsletter by going to our website or by emailing us at thewholechurch at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you could share this episode on your own social media. Especially that last one. Uh, news travels fastest by word of mouth, which, you know, since the internet has been invented, is much, much faster than it used to be and ridiculously helpful. So please just, you know, slap this episode up on your socials. You think it'd be more or less helpful if they went to their neighbor's house and mentioned it also? Probably less. Okay. Depends on how friendly your neighbors are. Uh, should we get back to the show? Yeah. Um, the, the, the name homegrown discipleship and, and just that, that, I mean, cause it, it embodies the, the biggest passion that I have in serving God is making disciples and, right. uh, sending people out to do the work of God, even when it's not necessarily beneficial to me to send them out. Um, but it's beneficial to the kingdom of God. And it's a humbling experience to, to raise people up to do the works of God. And it's an opportunity with the podcast. It's more of a vodcast, I guess. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's an amazing opportunity to kind of, um, nourish those that are new, uh, to discipleship. And, And maybe, you know, you can learn something if you've been in it for a while. I've got a good friend of mine. A great friend of mine that that watches just about every episode, and uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll he'll call me or or we'll uh, we'll play some Call of Duty or something, and <laughs> and uh, he'll just be talking about the podcast and things that he just kind of noticed and things that he learned, and he's also very honest, yeah. uh, so he'll yeah. tell me and and things that uh, I can improve on and things like that. Um, but uh, but he he's been in the faith for. A more than I longer than I have. Now I don't necessarily think he's been in ministry longer than I have, but um, he's been in long enough to where he's no longer a novice. You know, he's he's got some experience. Yeah. So it's good that you know people of all kind of areas and all kind of um, you know experience levels can can get something out of it, and that's that's just amazing to me. So. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And the platform and just being able to use social media as a tool for something other than what, you know, it gets, <laughs> it gets used for, you know, I mean, we uh, all love the yeah. memes, right? We love memes. Josh and all, actually but, does not. Um, but I'm starting Josh, to come, come on now. All right. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's great to kind of offer uh, people something different. And I, and I know the, the virus really kind of kind of caused this sort of avenue of ministry right. in the first place. Oh, so yeah. we don't want to thank God for the virus, but we want to thank God for the open doors into new ministries. Right. And, um, and it wasn't necessarily the, the, uh, I mean, it was partially the quarantine. Honestly, when we, uh, when we had our outbreak in the church, I decided that I wasn't just going to do a Wednesday live stream, but it would turn into a vodcast where, you know, I'd have guests and I'd have a more, um, 
you know, open discussion and, and, and stuff like that. And, and not just do like your normal, you know, let's have church, but online, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll watch our church services and my, my, my preaching is much different than <laughs> the podcast. Um, right. yeah. so it's a different sort of, av- it's a different sort of, um, way to, to express, uh, the gospel. Um, yeah. and so, you know, we're preaching, I'm Pentecostal, so I'm like shouting, right. spitting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, your preaching voice <laughs> and your podcast voice are wildly different. <laughs> uh, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One time I got told by, um, uh, you know, Pastor Jordan, right? Um, at West Piedmont? Jordan? West yeah. Jordan. Yeah. I love West Jordan. Piedmont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you know him. Dude, I know you on. know him because he was your youth pastor for a little while. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, his daughter once, I, I was actually interviewing uh, to be their, their children's pastor uh, a long time ago. Okay. Long time ago. Um, I was like 19 years old when this happened. Yeah. But I went to go preach there. And she asked me, <laughs> she was like, are you like from another country? Like, are you Australian or something? Cause she said funny. that my preacher voice was very Australian. And I was like, huh? <laughs> well, you know, but anyway, it's just funny you say that. Sometimes you speak in other tongues. Chris just speaks it's, in Australian dialect. <laughs> I just speak in yeah. Australian dialect. You know, I want the Aussies to be able to understand me. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, it is very different. My my podcast is more of a professional sort of tone. And, and um, not that my sermons aren't professional. They yeah. are above and beyond um <laughs> yeah prepared uh yeah. i'm very ornery about my sermon preparation like if my outline doesn't look aesthetically appealing i just <laughs> i really just don't even want to use it yeah uh, that, that's pretty relatable so yeah so, so that's why like these notes that you sent me with like the color coding and all that kind of stuff i'm like okay that's that's uh that's pretty good right there Right. So is that what led to you starting the podcast was like the accelerationism that the virus caused into like Internet sermons? It opened up a an avenue for people to uh, be more open to a new new style of of ministry. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I would have to imagine that you guys have experienced some sort of growth because of the quarantining and the I mean, it, you got it. It's all bad. But there's some good that we can take out of it when it comes to a ministry standpoint. Is that doors and avenues were open to be able to reach a much, much larger uh, yeah. congregation, if you will. Uh, so, like my my uh, vodcast videos, they're not. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and brag about it. it. They they have roughly a hundred to three hundred views uh, a piece, uh, nice. which is not crazy, but. Um, but that's much, much more than I would have spoke to if I didn't have that avenue, you know? So, um, you know, and, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's God opening doors for all of us. And it's not just me that can do something like this. I mean, um, and you don't even have to do it in the, in the, you know, at the level that I do it, you know, it's, it's just popping on a camera and talking about the Lord, you know? Oh yeah. Well, and it's, um. We, we talked about this some an episode we did with Eric Nevins at the end of last year. I, I don't know what the number of that was or anything, but uh, what's interesting is um, from our perspective, for doing it so long, for a little while, we actually saw where we lost some audience because there were so many new podcasts coming out. But, you know, it built back up. But when you really think about it, just the idea that more people are getting reached 
You know what I mean? Like there's more out there for discipleship. And I, I think that's just a great thing. Um, what would you say is your goal for homegrown discipleship? I I would like to see it grow. Um, but I know that uh, in order for it to grow, uh, I'm going to have to put a lot more work into it. Um, you know, and, and getting more creative with the ways that I uh, present information. Uh, so, you know, right now it's just your standard vodcast where it's just me talking, you know, having guests on there will accelerate that to a point, you know, you, you can reach a broader audience, you know, just say, you know, if I, if I was to have you guys on, then I would get your audience combined with my audience and we'd be able to, uh, to reach more people that way. You know, and, and it's, of course, it, I, I'm not one of those people that look at the analytics every five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like once a month, I'll look at the analytics to see where I'm at and how, how much it's growing and stuff. But the whole purpose of growing it is, is honestly, and this is, you know, from straight from the heart, like it is honestly so that we can, we can reach more people with the gospel and create right. more disciples because I'm t- like, that is my heart, man. That is, that's where I stand. And, and the church that I'm at now, I mean, they, they're fully aware, um, of what my intentions are with, yeah. with, uh, people who are lost, uh, but also people who are, who are born again, but just are kind of, um, in a, in a purgatory of sorts, you know, kind of right. trying to figure yeah. out where they need to go, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, speaking of I mean, your, that's awesome. Speaking of your current church, uh, you recently stepped up as head pastor, uh, head interim pastor, if you will, at uh, Cornerstone Church of God of Prophecy in Camden, South Carolina. Uh, Could you tell us what that experience has been like? It has been the best ministry experience of our life. It has been amazing. Um, And I say that and I, I look back on the things that we have done and the things we've accomplished and things and and but there has not been a better ministry opportunity than than here and 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 it's a small church i mean we got there there were 12 people you know um which they you know the pastor before me had really blessed the church and and kept it going and and uh and built it up from from you know, i mean less than 10 i mean we're looking at four or five people including the pastor so um you know it's a, it's a small church, but when you, when you walk in, man, it's like, you feel like you just walked into a, a family reunion, you know? Uh, it don't matter if they've known you for 30 seconds or they've known you for 30 years, they're going to treat you exactly the same. Right. And as far as like pastoral support, man, they are, they're, they're, it's a, it's a long drive for us. We, we do travel a lot and, um, they're very accommodating to that. They will bend over backwards to make sure that we're taken care of. And, um, and, and it's just amazing at what they're doing. And it's like, I, they don't want me to do anything, but pastor, like that's all they want me to do. And that's an amazing thing when you have a church that's willing to work and to work hard. I mean, these, some of these members, I mean, they work, I mean, they work their tails off week after week to make sure that the church continues to, to keep going and stuff. And, and I don't have to ask about any of it. They just they just call me and say, "Hey, I I done this," and I'm like, "Man, yeah, let's go," you know. But it's been an awesome experience. They're absolutely the most loving group of people that I've ever been around, and um, because of that, 
they're very heavily into ministry. Like we've got a uh, retired pastor in our congregation. He's about, he's in his mid eighties, I want to say. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been a pastor, many different churches and stuff and, and especially locally. And, uh, and, and, but he calls me, I would say at least once a week, could be two times a week. And he just wants to sit there and just talk about God. Like that's all he wants to do. He just wants to talk about how good God is and how he loves the church and how he, you know, he envisions the church just being full of people getting saved and revival taking place. And, and not only that, but he's doing ministry on his own. Like he's, he's, he's telling people about God. He's inviting people to church. He's, he's doing his part. And that's one of the things when we first got there uh, that I spoke to the church about, we had a, a church meeting the, the second day that I was there and I kind of wanted to get to know them and them get to know me. But I was like, you know, the way that churches work and they, uh, and they grow and they are successful is when they all, when everybody realizes they have a part in this ministry. And it seems that everyone has taken that and, and completely ran with it and they, they know their part and they, they strive for it. And, and it's amazing. It honestly, the church is just, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a million. That's a good example of true discipleship. Oh man. I mean, they're, they're disciples. We have, we have loads of disciples and even the new people that come in, they see the excitement, they see the attitude, they see the ministry, and then they get involved with it. And so our church is growing and it's, it's growing um, very well. Not, it's not one of those like gimmick growths, you know, hey, come see the new pastor and try him out. No, it's, it's the people of the church are like, hey, you need to be in church and I'd like to have you in my church. And, and um, you know, it's not no gimmicks, no, nothing like that, where Where's it's that? all. It's all spiritual growth, and uh, and and you know we're we're waiting for for a true revival to take place, but um, so we can experience more deeper spiritual growth. Um, but we're praying about it, and we're seeking for it, and we believe that it's it's just around the corner. And everybody's just super excited. They're excited about where God's taken us, and everybody has this vision of of the church uh, being much greater. Uh, than it is now. And it's already great. So, you know, awesome. praise God. All yes. right. So I, I believe uh, your church cornerstone at Camden uh, had a fundraiser you wanted to talk about? Yes. So we're raising money to put carpet in our sanctuary. The carpet's about 30 or 40 years old. It's been there since they first installed it um, or installed you know, built the church or whatever. So anyway, we have a fundraiser going on on Facebook. If you uh, support that, you go into it for every $5, you get entered into a chance to win a Yeti Tundra 35 cooler. Uh, and how long do they have to? to uh, until the end of May. So right before, what is that? Labor Day weekend or whatever that is. Something like Memorial that. Day, yeah. Memorial Day, I think maybe. Okay. So My birthday. Uh, for those listening three years oh, from now, happy it's birthday. May 2021 was your day. <laughs> Uh, you can still donate, uh, back, it, you know, you. 10 years from now, too. I'm sure we'll have yeah. something, something going on at that right. point. <laughs> uh, how much do I have to donate to win the old carpet? Um, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you give me about 25 bucks. I'll let you, I'll let you oh, come yeah? pick it up. Yeah. That's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of carpet. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you come pick it up, man. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. No, yeah you bring your trailer in. You can drive it right off. 
Oh, so he was just going to carry it. Yeah, I was hey, you can carry it too, man. I, you know, um, <laughs> you know, jo- Josh used to have that little what was that a Neo or something? Uh, fit, Neon Honda Fit. Honda yeah. Fit. Yeah, yeah you could yeah, probably fit it on crushed. top of that. Hey, Honda Fit. See, you could fit uh, the carpet in there. Honda Flat now. Yeah. <laughs> That was a terrible joke. No, oh, not man. because he got hit, because it's been impounded. I assume. I didn't take it that way. And you know <laughs> what? I'm going to take, it, gonna take it the original way. I'm going to take it the original way. Yeah. I, 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 I like it that I got hit. Wait, I think that's funnier. Yeah, I, think it's funnier. I think oh, it's man. funnier. I think it's funnier. Yeah. So, um, man, I have to imagine you would say discipleship is key, right? Sure. Um, so when we're thinking about overall church unity, you know, the purpose of our show, I guess. Um, <laughs> do you think there's a way to practically disciple people towards unity, if that makes sense? Like for your regular guy who goes to church, who's interested in discipleship. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to get at? Like how so can discipling people lead us to unity? So one of the things that I teach, one of the things that I teach in in the vodcast as well as in my in my local church is uh, is that we're all people. You know what I mean? And and God has created every single one of us, which means we derive from the same place. So why why be separated? You know what I mean? And so when you go reaching across denominational borders, you realize I'm not working for a church. I'm working for a kingdom. And that's what we teach is that, you know, when you're a disciple, it's not about the name on the church. It's about, it's about the kingdom of God and it's about God's kingdom. And if we're all people and we're, we all derive from the same God, then we all worship together. You know, and and people have different viewpoints of of, of interpretation of the scripture, and uh, and that's okay. I I, I believe, um, you know, the the Church of God Church of God of Prophecy doctrine is 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 very very strong doctrine. I think it's it's solid. Um, so that's why I'm here. I wouldn't be here otherwise. However, um, when I go to speak to someone uh, about God, I don't ask, you know, what denomination are you so that I can cater my gospel based on their beliefs. I just tell them that Jesus loves them, you know what I mean? And uh, that he died for them and just go over the general gist of the gospel. And, um, and, and that's what's important is just realizing that we all speak the same gospel, which is that Christ died for us. He rose again. He's coming back, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh, that stretches across so many different, denom- I mean, I mean, there's very few Protestant denominations that don't believe that exact thing. And um, so, and so we just speak the gospel. And that's what discipleship is about. It's not about, you know, let me teach you about my 29 teachings. You know, it's it's not yeah. teaching uh, doctrine. I mean, the Bible instructs us to have strong doctrine. Uh, so you can't get me wrong in saying that I don't believe that it's important. I believe it's important, but I think um, we have to reach across those those border, those man-made borders, because we got to understand denominational borders were created by man, not by God. Yeah. And so uh, we kind of have to reach across those borders that we have created between each other and just get back to the, the meat of the, uh, of the word and the gospel 
and focus and rely on that and not not get so caught up on um, doctrinal teachings and things. And maybe that's a progressive point of view, but I, I, I believe that God's kind of really revealed that to me over the past uh, couple of years. Right. So shift the focus, shift your discipleship focus from your denomination to the Lord, you know, the, yeah. the one thing we all have in common. Uh, what do you think yeah. we would see uh, happen in the church, in these, you know, prospective disciples, if everyone did that? What do you think would change? A coming together um, and a revival. I, I believe that when we come together, united in one thought, uh, we create revival. I mean, it's it's proven in Scripture, right? They all gathered in the upper room, all disciples, realizing that there were several hundred disciples, right? They all gathered together in one accord, in one thought, one belief. And that's what we as Christians need to do is not necessarily get so caught up in our doctrinal beliefs, but our beliefs in the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you want to be an effective uh, disciple, you got to let all the uh, the other things go and just focus on the, the gospel. And when you unite like that, man, we're just all on the same page. We're not split. We're not setting boundaries between one another. We're, we're working together for one common cause, which is to grow the kingdom of God. So if you're Pentecostal, if you're Baptist, if you're uh, Methodist, you know, you're, you're Catholic, whatever it might be, um, we can all come together and agree upon one thing that, that Christ died for us, for our uh-huh. sins, and we can be forgiven. And uh, we can go to heaven and one day he's coming back. Uh, all right. Which I'm not totally sure if the Catholics believe in uh I don't know. I got to refresh my mind, but you should check out our episodes. They do. <laughs> I know, man. I've 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 seen uh, the announcements of of you guys. You guys have interviewed that uh, that uh, one fella quite a few yeah. times, right? We've, we've had a couple uh, different Catholics now. Oh, different. But, okay, cool. Yeah, but one of them was my cousin. Right, cousin. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you know, uh, thank you so much for your time. You know how we do this. We like to do a couple more things after we get through all the. All the Chris questions. Uh, first, most being our God moment segment. You've done this before. Uh, you know, we just share a God moment from, you know, past little while. We have challenge, blessing, moment of worship, any of those things. And I always like to make Josh go first uh, to give us time to think because I'm considerate. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to cheat. Okay. Okay. I'm going to cheat by plugging what's either going to be our next episode or the episode after that? I'm not sure. Uh, episode coming up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> We're going to be talking to Christian Taylor, uh, the director of the girl who wore freedom. She let us watch it early. And man, I was watching that and just the theme of appreciation for what has been done for us. Um, the movie isn't itself Christian. You know, uh, the director is a Christian director, but the movie isn't, you know, you know how that works. But, um, talks a lot about appreciation and um, I don't know, man, it, it was challenging. It was a blessing and, and it was a reminder, you know, um, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So I'm always thinking about being thankful for Turkey, but I'm um, just kind of remembering, you know, be thankful for my country, be thankful for all these other things that people before us have done. And um, I don't know. It was a blessing, man. Right. Awesome. Uh, so my God moment segment, I, I would say, uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, I will have a ton of friends who have just graduated college. 
Uh, I thought you were just going to say a ton of friends. I will have had a ton uh, of friends. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, wherever I go, I just create yeah. friendships. That's it cool. happens. But, uh, you know, it's, it's super cool. It's kind of true. It's super cool to see, you know, so many people that I know, I've known for the past few years, uh, to get to take the next big step in their life. You know, it's not my turn yet, but that's whatever. Uh, and it's just, it's really cool to see, you know, God providing for them. You know, a few of them already have houses, found their spouse in college. Uh, that's overrated, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's super cool to see. Thankful for that. Uh, all right, Chris, yeah. do you have a, a God moment segment for us this week? So I, I, I'd like to do kind of two, if that's cool. I'm not like stepping on toes here. Am I? I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay, so so first of all, uh, blessing. We are extremely blessed in this moment of all that God has given us, given to us, provided unto us, and uh, being having the blessing to to minister at this church that we absolutely love uh, to death. And so, uh, first of all, we are extremely blessed. But I I do I would like to issue a challenge um, to those that are listening, viewers of mm-hmm. of uh, you guys and patrons and stuff. Uh, the challenge is to to do your best each and every day, uh, even if your best wasn't as good as yesterday, um, to, to 100% give it all that you've got. Uh, sometimes all that you've got may be very little, but give it all that you've got and do your best toward making disciples out of other people and, um, and grow in the kingdom of God the best that you can. Yeah. Awesome. Great. That's challenge. a good one too. Second challenge is to go listen to the homegrown discipleship podcast. Uh, that would be great. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Chris, for being on today. I've got a couple more things to get through. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or an enemy, spouse, cousins. <laughs> I know some people don't count listening. their cousins as their friends, but uh, Weirdo. Just consider that for us. It would help a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, I, I got to say, a lot of people don't know this, but podcasting is hard. Yeah. Um, discipling is hard pastoring is hard man thank you so much for all the ministry you do all the hard work you're putting in right now for the kingdom we appreciate it and we're sure those who get to see you and hear from you weekly also appreciate it man where can people go to find your church your podcast everything like that well the the vodcast is always on facebook it's either on my page uh so at christopher brissy um, or you can find a lot of material like church services, um, replays of the, the vodcast and, and also just, uh, important church data, just our and church, church announcements on our church page, which is Camden or Cornerstone Church of Camden. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, if you can't find the church page, you just look down through my page, uh, for about two seconds and you'll find something, um, so, but yeah, that's where you can follow it and uh, make sure to follow and uh, to share it and, um, and uh, support, but, but more importantly, support these guys right here. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Old church. Uh, yeah, appreciate yeah. It. So uh, some future guests for the podcasts, we've got uh, Christian Taylor, director of the girl who wore freedom. Great movie. Uh, co-host of the Holy post podcast, uh, Anglican Navy chaplain, Steve Longclaw, uh, will be on soon. Uh, pastor Andy Kinder, who, we all know from camp. I assume Chris knows him, at least. Good guy. If you don't, heard of him. Yeah. yeah. No, and, I'm kidding. Uh, I love him. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, Francis Chan at the end of the season, once oh, he is uh, aware, well, 
Once he yeah, finds once out, he's, he's invited. And oh, okay. I was once he knows he's invited. He knows he's invited. He's just doing a moment of silence and uh, solitude right now. He's going through a season. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. No, so y'all no, got no, me, man. I was like, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll share that one. Yeah, you better. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Come back next week. We so very much enjoy your support and have a good one. And if you'd like to hear the very last thing we record for these episodes, uh, go over to Patreon, slide us a couple dollars, and, and we'll get that for you.